Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. Thursday, February 16th, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Once again, uh, Patrick Mahomes wins his second ring, wins MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Uh, now that we've had a, a couple days to digest, where are we at on, on the Super Bowl? Uh, I, for one, believe that it was it was a great game. That was one of the best Super Bowls that I can remember watching. But I do think that the call at the end ruined it a little bit. I think I like it's not that the Chiefs won. It's not. It's just that the refs like were letting them play pretty much for the most part, the whole game. And then at the end, they kind of like, let's uh, just kind of grab a hold of this game and just change it. And it, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think that like, like, obviously there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just one play that wins or loses a game. But like in that spot when it's like, what, third and six with a minute and a half left and you call a crucial penalty like that where it could go 50 50 because like obviously yeah it could be called a hold but at the same time if he didn't hold him it still wouldn't have been a catchable ball and we it was kind of a weak hold so i don't know i just that kind of like leaves a sour taste in my mouth that the refs kind of all season have been in a spot where it's like they have so much power over how these games turn out that we can watch the games and root for who we want, like all we want throughout the season. But like, and yeah, the players play, the coaches coach, but the refs pretty much have control over what happens. And it just kind of like, I don't know, the way it ended was like, oh, yep. Of course, the the refs make a crucial call at the end of the game to kind of seal it for one team. I'm proud of you, Reed, because I think your response would have been a lot different if we did this pod Sunday night or Monday night. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> upset. So I'm I'm proud of your response because that's kind of I think where people who had less of a rooting interest were like right afterwards because you were like no secret super like rooting really hard for the Eagles. Oh yeah, I've been. Yeah, right. I, and I still no. In my opinion, I think the Eagles are a better team than the Chiefs. I thought they were a better team. I thought like it just kind of came down to a couple plays. Yeah, but right. I mean, I, but yeah. I think that's what I mean. It's like that's kind of where, and I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking for for the rest of you guys, but it doesn't even matter. Mitch is on his phone. Eli's playing disc golf. <laughs> I told you I had to finish this game. I'm on the last hole. Okay. Um, but that's kind of where I was at the end of that game. It was like. It's like yeah, it was a, it was just a lame. Like that's why I was like, that was just lame. Like I, it wasn't like I was mad. It was just like that's just a bummer. Like it, that's just it. That's kind of it was like, ugh, like it was, really. It was just a bummer you didn't get to see one more drive from Hertz. Yeah, that yeah. was that what I was. Bummed. It was kind of similar to last year. I don't. I saw a clip on Twitter. The um, Bengals are up and the um, Rams are at the goal line and Stafford throws it to Cup and Logan Wilson gets there early. And they call the flag, and then the um, Rams are able to run out the clock, and then yeah. the game. It was just, it was just a bummer. Like you, 
It, I think Jane Bradbury, I think he did hold, hold him. It was just a bummer that that was called and then you didn't get to see. Did you guys see that, like, the angle? They, like, didn't show the angle on TV, but there was a different angle from, like, the side. And that was, like, way more clearly you could see him grab. Because on the TV... It, yeah, he for sure grabbed right. a little jersey, but I'm sorry. Every DB grabs yeah. a little bit of jersey yeah. every play, so... And I, I would have been mad if they didn't call it. I don't think you can call that. Right, and because I wouldn't have been mad if... Like, I don't think anyone would have been mad if they let that call no, slide. It looked like Mahomes was throwing the ball away. Juju was running a whip route where yeah. you run a couple, you run, you take a couple steps, look like you're running a slant, you plant your foot, and you cut outside. Mahomes threw it over his head out of like almost out of the end zone. Yeah. That wasn't, it wasn't going to be caught. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was a horrible, like, I, the way that that ended just like, it was like, oh, yep, of course. Like, the Super Bowl ends with, the Chiefs getting a call that pretty much seals the game. Now that yeah. now Mahomes can kneel it twice and they can kick a field goal with whatever it was, eight seconds left, ten seconds left. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I think they definitely, the NFL needs to address something about the referees because there has been a lot of times this year where something has happened and it was like, what like that game turns out completely differently if a ref doesn't make a call or makes a call like yeah i i think this year has been one of the worst that i mean every year it's and after a lot of games everybody likes to complain about refs but i genuinely think that this year was one of the worst that we've that yeah. we've seen yeah it was, it was there were some pretty bad ones um but for the rest of the game um besides that call I was, I think a couple of my takeaways and you guys can feel free to add, add whatever you guys want. But, um, Jalen Hurts played incredible. Uh, he was, he was like way more dominant than I thought he was going to be. He, he played an absolutely incredible game. Um, I would say though, like my second biggest takeaway from this game was the, um, the chiefs offensive line was severely underrated going into this game. Um, I don't think, I think we talked and I, I mean, I, we, me and Eli, like I talked to you about this a lot before this game it was like, everyone is saying the Eagles are going to dominate the line of scrimmage and offensively they did, they killed it, but the chiefs had zero sacks as well. Like they gave up zero sacks. And I think that was a part of this game that wasn't talked about a lot before was that the chiefs offensive line is very good. Um, and that was, that was huge in that game. I think also too, like the adjustments Andy Reid was able to make, and the, I mean they didn't, they got, they didn't. Mahomes scored every single time he had the ball in the second half. That was, I think, that was a real big turning point too, because the Eagles were looked like, like it was like it was a ten point game at half, and it was like the Chiefs were lucky that it was a ten yeah. point game at yeah. half, and then Andy Reid really outcoached Sirianni, I thought, in the second half. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even know if it was Sirianni who he outcoached. I think it was more just Gannon like defensively like the Eagles just that that was what if you you could see that game like it, the direction it was going like if they played another half or another quarter like the Chiefs still were going to score on every possession like you just knew every time they got the ball um like that's why that two-point conversion that Hurts had was so huge to tie the game is because you're like you know that the Chiefs are going to get this ball and they're going to score like that's how it was going in the, in the second half and that's I was really impressed too by their like their wide receivers like that, that was like it was I mean we all had 
like I know me, you, me, Cole, and Reed had had bets on Kelsey, like scoring and receptions, and we were just like, "What the heck? Why is that? Why are they throwing to the receivers now all of a sudden?" And that was that was just really impressive, impressive to me how they yeah how Reed got the receivers involved because that's how the Eagles were playing them, um, yeah. And then on on the other side, like oh, then also the the other thing I want to bring up, like Mahomes just was not hurt. Like, I think there was a lot of talk about his ankle coming into this game and stuff. And um, I don't know if you guys listened to the the, the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Um, if you guys haven't listened to their episode that came out this week, I highly recommend it because it was really interesting listening to their perspectives on the game. And yeah, Travis Kelsey was like, yeah, he was not hurt all week. Like all, all week he was fine in practice. He was like, I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about it. Um, but yeah, I was... I yeah i don't know you guys I have, a, I have a couple other questions i want to ask but if there's anything else you guys have on on just the game itself i uh i i think isaiah pacheco is a very good football player. yeah, yeah. i think he is surprised. a stud like i'm i going into that game obviously i was like yeah like he's obviously a factor but i it just every time he got the ball nobody could tackle him he just he runs super angry, and I don't know. For a seventh-round rookie, I think that he was one of the best value picks, like for any team. And I thought it was—I mean, we just mentioned Pacheco, and then the receivers, and how Kelsey wasn't a factor. It's so fun, and how the offensive line was a huge factor. It's so funny that going in this game, the the consensus it was like, can Patrick Mahomes, you know, do enough by himself to win this game? And it was almost the exact opposite. It's like, no, the entire Chiefs' offense just was really good and Patrick was incredible but everybody stepped up on their offense yeah and I think a big thing yeah was being able to run the entire like you didn't really have to they weren't really in a spot when can you guys think of a time where they like Mahomes really had to throw for it on third and long because it was really like a lot of second down passes a lot of big gains on first down running the football like they didn't really have that that pass rush didn't really ever get to actually just keep right. going at my homes they had the they yeah. kind of got pushed that's a good a that's a great point game. well on the one um i mean i the two biggest plays besides that that holding call i think were were obviously the hurts the fumble that they returned for a touchdown like that was a huge play but then um it was interesting listening to jason kelsey talk about how the possession that they went three and out in the fourth quarter and then gave it back to the chiefs and then Kadarius tony had that punt return like that was just a huge play that they oh, were that was like huge. that was a huge series that they gave up and it was like Jason Kelsey was like yeah that was brutal like we came back and we were like that was a huge possession the way that it was going just blow for blow um and the Eagles did that that um, I, I say it all that just to say like Cole you're, you're right that the Chiefs did that but the Eagles did that all game except for like two possessions mm-hmm. and that's that what cost the game is that the Chiefs were pretty much perfect in the second half and the Eagles made like two mistakes and that's just how it ended up. I think another big thing that attributes to the Chiefs winning that game is um, all season we've been like, yeah, like the Eagles offense is, it was amazing all year, throwing and rushing, but especially running the ball. They had 115 total rush yards. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think if they would have leaned on the run game a little bit more, I think they would have been able to win that game probably. But, I mean, 
they like the Chiefs had more rushing yards than them. Jalen Hurts was their leading rusher with four, uh, 70 yards. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, they didn't they weren't able to that's a great point. They were not able to run the ball on like first and second down as well as they used And they weren't do. and they weren't trying to. No, really. that's a good like, point. Like they just yeah. kind of went away from it and it was like well, there, this is that's like what you that's what got you here was when right. you your offense like you have the best offensive line in the NFL and you have been running for 300 yards a game and you just kind of get away from that like why if you don't have to make Jalen Hurts battle Patrick Mahomes with his arm which I mean Jalen Hurts threw for 300 yards and Patrick Mahomes only threw for 180 like yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts threw the ball Amazing. He made one of the best. That throw to Dallas Goddard on the sidelines was one of the best throws I've seen all year. Yeah, Hurts played. I mean, he Hurts balled out. Balled but out. I think, yeah, not not running the ball really hurt that team. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think not running the ball hurt, but I really think it. I really think it falls on that defense in the second half not being like. I mean, those two, the Kadarius Tony touchdown and the Sky Moore touchdown at the end. Both were wide open. Both they like they refused to get out of man coverage. Especially, I, I saw a thing about this. They refused <laughs> to get out of man coverage in the second half, and then and especially in the goal line. And then, yeah, I think those that was because I mean, if you look at the box where like Jalen Hurts threw for three hundred yards at three rushing touchdowns, I'd take that all. Oh game. my gosh! If you would have told me that was his stat line, I was like, the Eagles killed. Yeah, him. like and but I also just yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I thought the Eagles defense was better. Yeah, that's, I think that was my big. T- I thought the Eagles' defense was a better defense than what. Yeah, they I didn't think. Like I didn't think we'd get a thirty-eight, thirty-five Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I haven't talked in a while. I was a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, it it just seemed to me that the Chiefs, like they almost knew what the Eagles' defense was going to do because early on, like I remember you guys were what like the the Travis Kelsey bet you guys had. Like, you guys were feeling awesome about it because he was just getting, like, targeted. And because and he had that – I think he got the touchdown from it. But, like, he kind of does that thing where he goes in, the linebacker watches him, and then leaves him, and then he just stops and he's open. But he kind of did that to where, like, a corner would pick him up, and then and then he got a touchdown. And so once that started happening, like, he started getting marked as a receiver, not a tight end, and then that leaves people like Sky Moore, who's what? Their wide receiver three or four or something like that. It leaves guys, it leaves guys like that wide open, and then that's why they were able to get those touchdowns, I feel like. And so – to me, it just seemed like the Chiefs knew exactly that what was going to happen is like, you know, they're going to be able to run plays where they can get guys like that open, and they did. And that those last two touchdowns were the exact same play, just ran to opposite sides. It was like the receiver lines up, split out, out wide, and then they motion in, takes a step in, kind of chops his feet, runs back out, and he's wide open both times. Yeah. And yeah. It, the thing is, Eagles get one stop in the second half. They win that game. Yeah, exactly. Like, yep. their defense needed one stop, and they didn't get it. So, yeah. The other crazy thing is there was no sacks in the entire game. They call, they're they calling it a sack on Hurts, but he ran out of bounds half a yard behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. There, was a, there was no real sack. There was, there was no real not sack. a real sack. For the team that had by far the most sacks and then Chris Jones who was up there in sacks like there was oh yeah you would have expected there I to would be have, at least a few yeah right? <laughs> yeah you'd think there'd be something but there well was. so okay this is what this is one of the next things I wanted to bring up because we're, we're doing the rebuilding series we're starting the rebuilding series this week uh, later on the pod and it is fascinating to me the 
how how both of these teams built their Super Bowl caliber teams completely opposite. Like the Chiefs were the ones that paid the quarterback. I think Mahomes this year is this is the highest percentage of salary cap that a quarterback a Super Bowl winning quarterback has ever had. He has like 17% of their cap and I think that's the highest of all time. Maybe it's second. Uh and then the the Eagles are doing it on a quarterback, a really good quarterback but on a rookie deal and then surrounding him with the best offensive line, a stud defense. I mean, they had the most sacks. It was like third of all time behind the 84 and 85 Bears and then they trade for the superstar wide receiver whereas the Chiefs did the opposite. They traded away their superstar receiver. They 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 draft the that's another underrated thing. Like you mentioned Pacheco, the Chiefs have drafted unbelievably the past couple of years. Both their first both their first round picks this year were like impact players. Yeah. Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis. Yeah. Karloftis, I yeah. think is last like they were so, both really good play like right. high value starters. And that's what's really interesting to me is like how these two teams have built their their rosters completely different. And then so that was what stuck out to me is that it was like man the the Eagles have invested a lot in that defensive line especially and that just i felt like that let them down this this game like you you built the team in a way that like your defensive line was going to be a strength and they just didn't show up well yeah i mean they had brandon graham fletcher cox then they go out get hassan reddick they have josh sweat Robert and then Quinn. yeah and then halfway through the season they go out and just sign and dominic and sue and right. Linval joseph and it's like wait what yeah all of the <laughs> all yeah. of those guys on the same defense like and then oh yeah and then for them to get zero sacks in the super bowl is and and possibly the biggest play of that game was a was a quarterback scramble that mahomes scramble has haunted me <laughs> <laughs> but i mean isn't that crazy like that's just I, I i think that's like part of the why sports is so cool is that you can like there's so much that happens to to for like one moment but oh yeah totally that's why we i mean that's literally why you watch it right. is because it's like you like you invest into a team and it's like obviously like none of our teams got to that point but in your head you have a team that you want to win whether it's like you go into it and you're like uh i don't really care i just want it to be a good game something will happen in that game to where you're like I want that team to win. And like going into it, I wanted the Eagles to win. Def- like there was no, I wasn't hiding it either. Like I, I've been a Jalen Hurts fan. Bird's since money was, line. <laughs> yeah, I had Bird's money line. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you. If they played again, I'd probably bet Bird's money line again. I just think both teams were so good that it, it was 50 50. But I mean, yeah, it's like you go into it and it's, I don't like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like one, I thought, I thought I woke up that morning and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a chance that the Eagles could get swept. <laughs> like they could just get blown out. Like Jalen Hurts has never played in a Super Bowl. Like what? But then I like thought about it. I was like, he's been so consistent all year. Like, and then I thought about it. I was like, man, the Chiefs, though. It's like that's Patrick Mahomes. And he has a less talented the Chiefs had a less talented roster for sure. But they have the best player in football. Yeah. And like he makes a play like that. And it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? But you have to respect it. Right. Because he's like, we're literally watching greatness. By the time it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes will probably be one of the greatest to ever play. Yeah. 
and we get to witness it. It's literally like when growing up, all of us, uh, we were pretty much raised to hate Tom Brady. We're pretty much watching the same thing happen again. And it's like just annoying how great they are. But I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? Mitch, you have any Super Bowl cleanup thoughts? Nope. You're good. Anybody else? Super Bowl cleanup? All right. I got some. I got a bunch of mailbag questions, actually, that we can go over. Then we'll do stock up, stock down, and then get to the NFC East. Um, the first one I posed on Instagram today. So if you um, don't have our Instagram, check us out at gamechat.podcast. <laughs> Put the burp in there too. Um, okay, so this is interesting. Um, I was listening to, I've been listening to, a, I, I think I mentioned this on one of the last pods, but I've been listening to a lot of Seattle sports talk radio because the banner season's coming up and I'm getting hyped. Um, and they were talking about how uh, Dave Canals, the Seahawks uh, quarterback coach, uh, was hired as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator yesterday. Uh, th- this guy, Dave Canales is very interesting. He's been on Pete Carroll's staff since USC. He's been, he's, so he's 13 years with the Seahawks. Uh, he's coached a bunch of different places. He was the quarterback's coach last year, apparently has a really strong relationship with Geno Smith, um, and is credited to like, Geno was described as they, the, I read this article as like described him as a hothead and Dave Canales did a really good job of like reeling that in this season as his first year as a starter. So anyways, he's brought in to be the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator. Tampa Bay just had a quarterback retire. Kyle Trask is the only quarterback on Tampa Bay's roster. There are a lot of rumors now that Geno Smith, who is an impending free agent, may be headed to Tampa Bay. Drew Locke season in Seattle. (laughs) Well, then this is the other interesting (laughs) thing for the Seattle. We have no quarterback on our roster right now. Gino and Drew Locke are free agents. Gino and Drew Locke. So now there's this. It's funny. And we've talked about it a bunch on our pod, like how much we'd pay Gino. And now it's like, what's the other move? (laughs) Like, like if maybe we don't even, maybe we're not even debating with Gino anymore about how much we're paying it. Maybe we need to, we have to talk to other quarterbacks about how much. And there's, I mean, this is the most interesting quarterback market that we've had in a long time. I mean, Derek Carr is a free agent right now, a month before everyone else, which just is weird in in its own right. And then you got, I mean, Jimmy G is a starting caliber quarterback that's a free agent. Um, I mean, then that's not even including like Lamar and Aaron Rodgers, who are most likely are on the trading block. Like, and now there's a report. I mean, maybe it's just smoke, but the Bears are shopping Justin Fields. Or nah, he on part of my take the other day he said he's a bear for life. He did, he did, <laughs> but he might not get don't, to. Don't the, even look into that. He might not get to the side. I wouldn't worry about Justin Fields. He's Stan. <laughs> I would assume so, but yeah, no, I there's a chance. I mean, they have the number one pick, right? And they're in a rebuild, and now he's going into year three. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. This this whole Geno Smith thing just got a lot more interesting. And usually I don't buy... Maybe it's just because of last year that I was so in on Nathaniel... Like Aaron Rodgers going to Denver because of Nathaniel Hackett. But I don't usually buy... Like, oh, just because a coordinator leaves, the quarterback's going to fall. Because it just never happens. 
but this is do you know such a unique situation and this canalis guys i don't know much about him but he's in a unique situation i don't know maybe I do. I the the thing is with that is I could see Gino following him more than Rogers following Hackett because Rogers had played yeah. well yeah. with multiple quarterbacks. and that's what I mean in that's multiple why this, situations. This and this Gino guy spots, brought the best out of Gino Smith. Yeah, it's and it's so not even debatable. Different. Yeah, Gino never like yeah. before this like he was never like a top half guy, and then he was a backup, and then now this year he has a career season. Pro Bowler played awesome wins comeback player of the year. I mean, if you're Geno Smith, I you can, I'd probably think about following him too. I mean, right. that's no, just me totally. though. But yeah, I mean that guy brought the best out of you. So why not? Like, who knows what'll happen next year if he decides to stay and they get some other guy who doesn't understand what, like how to, like coach Geno. I. I, I I feel like the I, I just feel like the players in the OC are more important than the quarterback coach. I don't know. I I think it's fun to talk about. I I really don't look into it. And I mean, I could see it happening if the Seattle falls through, but I don't think Geno's like, oh, now that my quarterback coach is gone, like I feel like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were a bigger reason for his success this year than the quarterback coach. Yeah, I mean that's totally fair. But I think the reason why this is so interesting is because he his contract negotiation was already interesting before this. Yeah. That is like we had been debating about how much he's worth and how much we should pay him or how much how many years to give him. And it's like Tampa Bay's in cap hell to begin with. Like their cap situation is horrible. But I mean, they can move some stuff around. And what if they're just like, yeah, we're a rebuilding team. Like we have no one else to pay. Let's bring in Gino and maybe he can keep us afloat for the next couple of years and they decide to give Gino whatever he wants. So that that's why I think it could get interesting. Yeah, I think what makes it interesting is now there's like a potential suitor for Gino because I feel like before it was kind of like, well, Gino's a lot more valuable to the Seahawks yeah. than he is to anyone else. And now you can kind of see a fit for somewhere else. I think that's a great point. Um, all right, couple other uh, mailbag questions. Um, what are we going to do on Sundays now without football? Maybe read. Oh, eat no yeah Just cook eat, eat food no we're doing our ball homework we're, that's right we're we got ball now yeah we got a we got a group of uh 10 to 12 fellas and we we got a group chat going and whether it's like mondays or so well it was monday that one time because we didn't have uh class or anything i think it'll be and monday this week too because probably monday off yeah and um yeah we just text a group chat and meet at a park by our house and we go out and play football for a couple hours and just get our wiggles out so that's always pretty <laughs> we're pretty much <laughs> pretty much our version of the xfl and like the usfl like, the, fir- <laughs> the first time we played the first time we played we went for like an hour and a half and didn't score once <laughs> and then the last time we played we there was like we we just do it by touchdowns or like one point it was like 10 to 8 <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to need to find but i mean like we're the xfl and usfl because the only reason those leagues are there is because it's like they're trying to NFL's be like NFL's over. Yeah, they're trying to be like, no, still watch football even though it's springtime, <laughs> and that's what we're doing. We're like, well, football's over, but we still want to be around football. Um, the sun's been out the last couple like days. The last, it's it's been a couple of days like this week and last week, and I it's like forty degrees, and I just keep thinking like, man, 
going to be golfing. It's going to be really. I I am so uh, excited to uh, golf. Well, dude. dude, I, I got a um, I got a like Snapchat memory from a year ago, and because we had like that winter pass mm-hmm. at at Boise Ranch last year, and me we were we were we golfed last year, like me, Eli, Brandon, and Matthew, and it was like fifty four degrees. I was like, oh. oh, I'd kill for 54 degrees and sunny right now and on the golf course. We were wearing, oh, I we were wearing shorts. Oh. Oh, shorts and a Q-zip. Oh. oh, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm so pumped for the. Oh. And we're all, we're all staying. I know. Oh, man. It's going to be sick. So excited. So that's. That's what our future Sundays look like. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting right close. Right now, probably just sit in our rooms and cry because football's over. Get really, <laughs> really good at 2K. <laughs> uh, Mitch, what are you going to do now that football's over? You haven't said anything yet. I don't know. Homework? Lame. Good answer. I know I it's lame. <laughs> I don't want to do it either, but I have a lot of it. So. All right, fair enough. It's got to get done. Um... What is your guys's favorite sporting events from now until next football season? What sporting event are you looking forward to most, Mitch? UFC. UFC. That's what Mitch is going to do. He's going to get really. Yeah. He's getting really into UFC, even yep. more than he already is. He's going to start a spinoff podcast. It's just going to be Mitch talking UFC. Yep. Cole, what's yours? I like the NBA playoffs and March Madness a lot. I really enjoy. You only it. get one. Oh. No, come back no, to you me. can no no come back do to whatever. me later then no 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 no. Take, no you can do both I yeah I enjoy playoff basketball when I regular season college hoops and NBA hoops are tough to watch I enjoy call it playoff basketball a lot so I I'm like excited it. about that Reed or Eli the Masters I mean <sighs> that was mine I sorry I'll take like oh no the Ryder Cup oh wait no that's <laughs> during football season though. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. September. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna stick with the. No, the Masters. <laughs> any any golf. T- I I remember like two years ago, when the uh it was the final um round of the U.S. Open. It started. It was it turned on at 10 a.m. and ended at like five. I did not move, dude. I sat down, turned it on, didn't move, watched the entire thing, and I felt great about it. I, uh, I was I, I was totally it. fine. It was the year Rom won on that huge putt. Oh my god, I was freaking out. It was awesome. Eli, uh, mine's probably the Premier League. Yeah, that's Saturday mornings, right? Uh, yeah. Usually. Sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday mornings too. Hmm. Maybe I'll um, get up and start betting soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we gonna lose our money. <laughs> we have March Madness coming up. Don't worry. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, today, uh, Tiger played his first round. Uh, in like a year and he was with Rom and JT and I watched their their afternoon round on the deck that was mm-hmm. sick yeah and that made me think of like watching Sunday afternoon golf just on the back porch with the sun out and just like taking a nap in one of those chairs. summer man it's coming and then so like yeah mine is like masters and golf or in March Madness but I think I'm most excited just for like 710 p.m. Mariners games that start oh uh, in the summer out on the back day oh that's gonna be so sweet yeah and it's like it's just so nice because even like you don't watch you don't have to watch every moment and pay super close attention like you can it's just good vibes when that's on in the background and 
I don't know, Eli, you're going to get super into Mariners this year just because, just by force. Go M's. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's what happened to me last year, dude. I didn't really like, I, growing up, I hated baseball. I just thought it was stupid. And then like last year, uh, I watched like the first couple games and we went home and then I came back and it was like all I did. Once I got back in, at the, in the beginning of August, I didn't miss a Mariners game until like, the play like the end of the playoffs i remember last year it was probably close to this time because i think we were talking about baseball but um us four roommates were passing the football in the backyard and you guys were talking about the manners and i remember i can't remember exactly what the content of the conversation was but matthew johnson was like matthew johnson and jack were like i don't know i think we're actually gonna be kind of good next year and so i was like so is right now like the time to jump on? So I'm not like a big. It was 100 percent the time to jump on. <laughs> it was I feel amazing it about was 100% my time. 100 percent the time to jump on, and I'm really mad that I didn't like get a hat and force myself to watch the Mariners because you have that sweatshirt. Well, yeah, <laughs> you have a sweatshirt. I got a hoodie. And this year you'll have like you couldn't watch it even if you even if you tried to get into it like April and May when you were still in Boise, you weren't able to watch it when you're home. Now if you stay over the summer, I am home. Yes. Like <laughs> this is my home. You're gonna just be forced. Like we're just gonna have the marin. Like okay, come on, picture this. Picture this. It's a June evening. It's like 80 degrees outside. I can picture it already. It the sun is shining. It's it's starting to set. You know, it's over our house. It's over the front of our house. So the backyard is like shaded. Shaded. And the Mariners just come on the TV. Our back door is just wide open because the smell of the burgers and hot dogs that are on the grill on the back deck are starting to flood into the house. We've got chips getting set up in the in the living room. We've got like a cold beer in the fridge. Beers are being deleted on the back. And it's board. just <laughs> and it's just a regular Friday night, and we're just and then it's just watching the Mariners with 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 the people. The locusts are just going off in the background. Oh, that gets me so excited. Oh my gosh, we have locusts here? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's there's bugs something. that make There's noises something. back there. But this is the problem. is like once football season gets over, I just want it to be summer. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like winter without football is horrible. The worst time of the year, horrible. probably. Um, okay, a couple of football questions. Um, if you're the Bears, quickly, quickly, what would each of you guys do with the number one pick? Trade it. Yeah, I, I just don't know what the offers are. I've been doing a lot of mock drafts lately. It's mock draft season for me right now. Cole's a huge mock draft. I love I, I've, I know like every player like four rounds deep right now. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But in the mock drafts things, you can get like six first round picks for the number one pick. I really don't think that's the price. I think it really depends on how many buyers there are. So it depends on how much Bryce Young weighs. It depends on how tall Bryce Young is. And it depends on like, yeah, if the Colts or the Texans really want him or if the Raiders and the Falcons really want him, how much the price is going to be. And I don't know. I feel like you got to be getting enough to where you're being able to build off someone who's going to, where you're going to be better than having your first, your highest rated player off the board. So I don't know what to do. I don't know. I just, I don't know what the offers are. I'm, that's one of the things I'm most curious about at yeah. would be as a GM to see what your offers are for the number one pick this year. I like it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna zag a little bit. I think you take uh, Will Anderson. That's kind of what I was gonna say. Um, but to make my answer different than yours, I think I would trade it if it was like still like a top like six or seven pick. I think like 
obviously if they were if they were to get a trade offer from a team that was like past the top ten, it probably includes some good players, you know, and a bunch of future picks. So like it, I guess it could be worth it, but um, I think you're at the top. Try to take one of the top players. Mm-hmm. All right, we can get into more of the Bears. Um, oh yeah, Mitch, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I had the same answer, so I was gonna take Will Anderson with the first. I like it. Can I? Maybe sometime in the, f- in the future, release my top 10 prospects. Yes, 100%. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for yeah. that. No, that'd be great. Um, we'll get more in depth into that when we get to the Bears rebuilding series, because that'll be a, like, that's a huge topic for what the Bears are going to do this offseason. Um, all right, quickly around the room, Mitch, you start on this one. Who, where does Derek Carr end up playing this year? I think he might be a New Orleans Saint. New Orleans Saint. Eli. <laughs> Um, I think it's a saint, but to give a different answer, I'm going to say the Colts. Ooh, I like that. Um, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Whoa. I think Tua might be either still injured or done. I've been on the Jets the entire time he's been benched. I kind of I feel like it's an NFC South team. I don't know which one of them, mm-hmm. but they're all four of them could use them. So yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm gonna stay, stick with my take. I'm gonna go, oh, stick with the Jets. I feel like if you had the Jets, that's a that could be a really sneaky playoff team. So I am hoping and praying that he is a New Orleans Saint for next season. If he is, the second they sign him, I am buying a Derek Carr jersey in white. Black and color rush. I don't care. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, I would hope that he goes to the Jets because I feel like that'd be a good good home for him. They got some good young weapons, a good defense. Seemed like a solid foundation. They just got a loose cannon and Zach Wilson at quarterback, and I think he's a bum. Got to get him out of there. DC, I think, I think he could turn that franchise around. I think he's still got it in him. I, I do. Um, this could be a conversation. Oh, sorry, Mitch. Go ahead. I was just going to say Seattle Sea Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. What? I said he was going to be a saint. Um, he said Seattle Sea Dragons. <laughs> uh, Mike White is also a free agent, so they need uh, a Hey, there you go. Does he get a starting job <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> Probably not. No, I, I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. He's like an even lower budget Taylor Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> I think... In, uh, we can do. We'll do Jets next week with the NFC East. Um, all right, pitchers and catchers reported today in spring training for the MLB. Um, let's go around. We already kind of did a little bit of baseball. Mitch, what's your excite? How excited are you? One to ten. What's your excited level rate for the Mariners 11, right now? Right now. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, Eli, what's your excited level for the Mariners? I'm not gonna lie, I. After researching their last ten spring trainings, I my conf, my excitement's at like a seven and a half. Wow, that's higher than I thought. Uh, yeah, I have an ex. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah, if you I couldn't know. tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm about I'm about a ten. I'm like a nine, just because the other one is like a little nervous that it's just the manners, so I'm a little nervous. But I'd say a uh, nine and a half, nine and a half. Um, honestly, I have spent a lot of time just in football mode and I'm just still trying to get over it. I've never, I've never gone through this before where I have to transition. 
transition out of NFL to um to baseball, yeah. to baseball. uh but just like thinking about it now the way that like I would feel during those games and like how happy the Mariners made me last <laughs> year I I am ecstatic and just for like what you were talking about like those summer like nights like watching the Mariners out back and that oh my god I cannot wait I remember when we watched that Yankees game that went like 14 innings yeah zero zero (laughs) (laughs) it's like 12 30 and we're like oh my gosh oh what is yeah that like yeah I'd I'd say my excitement is probably an eight and a half or a nine just because at the same time I am nervous that like what if like because we didn't really make like a big a big like signing or even like try to make a big signing and it's like well we, like it seems like we dealt more than we gained and but at the same time it's like we didn't really get we didn't really yep. get rid of anybody that mattered a ton so i don't know i'm excited for sure we're yeah. gonna have some manners pods coming up soon we're gonna get all the all the guys in the group chat in it um Outer Banks 3 comes out on Thursday. Yeah, baby. Do we have any predictions on... I saw some theories that JJ and Kiara are going to have a romance now. I'm going to say the Pokes get into some type of shenanigans. <laughs> Pokes. They Pokes. Pokes get it. Yeah. They, they almost die, and the re- they find the thing that keeps them all together is friendship. So. That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> Job call. <laughs> I, think, I think Ward is going to figure out some way to, like... I call it like a hit on like the like their heads and like try to get them all killed like including Sarah and then it's like like daddy like I'm your little girl and then like <laughs> and then John B's gonna like show up while they while he's like trying to kill his daughter and then John B's gonna show up and like beat the beat the crap out of Ward like I like it so something like that probably I don't know <laughs> I think uh I think yeah, I think Ward's gonna go psycho. But one of the last scenes is like his uh, Rafe. Rafe was like, "We got the gold. Like we like we have it. We have everything, Dad." And the, the dad he couldn't talk because he was like brain dead because he got beat up. But he was like, "No, he's like we don't you have know. Sarah." And then Rafe was like, "I'm gonna get her, Dad." Even though he hates her, but he wants he'll do it. Rafe will do anything to please his dad. Rafe's gonna kill someone else in this mm. season. He's gonna I like it. He's gonna be a murderer. That's that's my big. That's if I had to put one take, Rafe's gonna kill someone. Also, John B's dad's alive. That was. Oh, awesome. I forgot yeah. about that. Big yeah. John. Yeah. Big John. All right. John. Um, let's do stock up, stock down. Yeah. Oh, did, did you? Uh, Mitch, I didn't know you watched Outer, Outer Banks. I hey. just hope you guys enjoy the show. I've Thank never you, watched. Mitch. It. Thank you. That was probably. Mitch, the if you want to speak up, you can anyone. grab the mic. You don't have to just. He gives me like the palms up, like what the heck, Jack? And I'm like, well, you're not close to the mic, man. So just start talking. He's in the corner. I know. And then he's like, gets mad at me that I didn't no, ask no, you for no, his no, thoughts. No, but no, 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 no. all right, stock up, stock down. Who's got something? I got some. Uh, real quick, stock up. Uh, Bogus Basin got hit with some snow. Oh, this dude, weekend. we should go so shred this weekend. We have That'd be to sick. Go shred. I'm going Saturday morning. Are you really? Yeah. Who are you going with? Uh, Jameer and I, but anyone is welcome to come. Uh, you care if I third wheel? <laughs> Just I kidding. Mean, I think I have to work. Wait, you're going Saturday morning? After. Oh, okay. After cool. <laughs> pancakes. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, stock down McDonald's. Dude, I have uh, this on my list. <laughs> they came out with the McPlant. Yeah. And Excuse it me. is plant-based nuggets. 
um, and they're planning on doing plant-based burgers. Yeah. And I just want to say that is Not that is cool. foul, disgusting, and McDonald's. I'm actually kind of disappointed because it seems like everybody has has just succumbed to the pressures of the whole vegan movement and the plant-based revolution BS that everybody is so hip on these days. Uh, I'm a little disappointed yeah. uh, personally at McDonald's. Never thought they'd give into that kind of thing because you think of McDonald's and you just think of, wow, that's just, it's already fake meat. Now it's even like, now they're just going out of their way to be like, yeah, this meat's fake. Like it's not real. I was just going to say is i is it going to be much different than like the chicken nuggets it's that I already had? It's going to be like, can you taste it? It's going to be, be way. It's going to be way grosser than it already is. We should do a taste test. Is it already? Out no, right I'm now, not eating it. I'm it? not spending money on it. If somebody wants to buy it and give it, send it to us. Great, but I'm not buying that. I'm not giving them money for that. That's, the, I'm not. I'm not giving in. I don't care. The reason, don't care. Still don't care. I kind of want to do a taste test when Starbucks the their sausage and cheddar breakfast sandwich is probably one of my favorite breakfasts ever and they came out with like an impossible one or whatever and um, I remember it was I was helping my parents move and my dad's job was to go get us coffee and breakfast sandwiches and he came back and then they tasted different but they tasted really good we're like oh my gosh these are awesome and we're like are, why are these different my dad's like they're impossible we're like what and he's like I don't know it sounded good we're like do you know what that means they're plant-based so Maybe I my prediction is they probably don't taste that much different. Uh, I'll agree. The Impossible Breakfast Sandwich with Starbucks is a hitter, uh, but <laughs> I've never spent money on it. So I, I only either. take a bite when somebody offers me one, but I will never buy it for myself. Okay, so I have another stock down for McDonald's. They started using AI for the drive-thru, and Ugh. somebody got this, like, like had made a TikTok of when they were out there and they were like the AI just was not working or something and it had like twenty eight orders of McNuggets <laughs> and then another person had like fourteen iced teas and it just kept on like picking up and they were like, No, delete that and then it would like add another one and then it was like picking up the orders like of the other drive through. So that's just not working. But sorry, go ahead. And people want self driving cars. Yeah. Yeah. But Please, come even, on. can't even get my order right at the McDonald's, man. But I also have a stock up for McDonald's. <laughs> the Shamrock Shake's back. Shammer season! <laughs> no. So they Sorry. won me back just because of that. <laughs> Sorry to anybody that um, is listening on headphones. I just screamed into the mic. But it is uh-huh. Shammer season. It's a great stock up, Jack. Thank you. Are they out right now? Yeah. Do you guys want to get them after the pod? Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Make sure driving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come to the back of the pickup truck. We're getting shammies. (laughs) Shammer season. Hop in. All right. Who else has got one? Mitch, you got one? Nah. I got to stock up. Yeah. This is a very, like, this is out of my comfort zone because it's Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Not because he won the Super Bowl. No, okay. It is because... All week we've just I've just been my timeline has been flooded with videos of him chugging beer and I think it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever and it just reminded me of when uh um I I think it might have been on Pardon My Take it was like an interview with somebody and they're like yeah we were like we we're like parting with Patrick Mahomes and it was a comedian he's like he came to my show and like during the show he he had like a couple Coors Lights and it was like okay like 
and then we'll go out after. And then uh, he was like, oh, no, we'll stay for your second set. He drank a bunch more Coors Lights during the set. So, like, before they even go out, he probably drank 10. <laughs> and then they go out, and he said that he drank, like, a couple pitchers by himself, and each pitcher is multiple beers. So by the end of the night, he drank, like, 25 beers and was fine. And, like, the man can just – the man, his tolerance is – unheard of and he's like not that big like he's not a small guy but it's like usually it's the behemoths like linemen bubba's who can who can just pound brews but yeah stock up patrick mahomes for uh chugging beers on uh tv it's pretty sweet (laughs) all right i have a stock down oh sister wives oh no yeah, have you guys ever watched the TLC show Sister Wives? No. no. Do you know what it is, Reed? No. And I. It's like this guy who has four wives. Oh god, only four. They live in Utah, but then. Oh yeah. But then (laughs) they don't. They got kicked out of Utah. They moved to Las Vegas. Then they went to Flagstaff, and then this is when all this stuff happened. Oh wow! I feel like I need to. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That would have been so embarrassing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No thanks. Um, but one one wife left. And she has a new boyfriend. Oh, no. And she posted about him and said, he's the, quote, love of her life. Oh, so sister wives. Oh, is- so all of a sudden, <laughs> she's in monogamy? Yeah. yeah. It's like, whoa, this is way better. I don't have to share him. This is awesome. <laughs> so maybe sister wives isn't the best idea. So, yeah. Uh, does anybody else have any? Cole, do you have one? I kind of had one. I, I don't. I'm not gonna do it. No, go ahead, no, man. I don't want to do it. No, we I want to. I'm not. Let me do it. Okay. I, okay. I have another stock down. It's the uh, New Orleans Saints. Oh boy. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. Alvin Kamara today was. Oh yeah. Uh, officially charged. Um, with beating up that guy in Las Vegas with a Cincinnati Bengals player and two other guys. So. He probably won't be seeing the field anytime soon. No, he was already uh, going to miss this whole season, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, but now it's like official, official. And for a while, I was like, oh, like that's next year. I don't have to worry about it. Now I have to worry about it because he's he's in trouble. And um, and I just had, you know, they're like over $50 million in cap held. Dennis Allen sucks. Andy Dalton's. Nice guy, but he sucks at football. Uh, Jameis Winston, lovable goofball. Not the answer. Uh, there's really... there's. I saw a TikTok today. I've seen multiple in the last like couple weeks where it's like, teams that have the worst future. And like every single list, no matter if it's top five or top ten, the Saints are always mentioned, and it just makes me sad. So, <laughs> yeah, stock down Saints, stock down me. Um, sorry, man. We're all in this together. Yeah, it's Bombersville over here. <laughs> I have a stock. It's neither up or down right now. It's just stock. it's just being thrown <laughs> into the market. Uh, um, I'm thinking of entering the penny stock game. So uh, real stocks. Well, keep us updated. If I watch some YouTube down. videos, pros and cons, and then maybe this will be like a this will be my bit. Is every every week I give an update on my portfolio i'm in the stock game man we could we could talk ball actually technically i've been in the stock game for like a few years because i've like dabbled and then i just kind of left it so i've been meaning to check that i have to update my app so i can look at 
that. I I want to like get into see. penny stocks too. Wait, so let's do. Herb, I have like I have like I have like seventy or eighty bucks tied up into like three different apps for investing, just all kind of sprinkled. So I'm thinking of just like just jump and ship and starting over. You know? Just yeah. Like let's get into penny stocks. Liquidating. Let's talk about this. Is that the this right? would be fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liquidating. Yeah. Let's talk. I'm I'm. I'm I'm intrigued. Let's I'll do it. Get the business major in. Yeah. Uh, since we're on the topic, stock down me because a couple weeks ago I sold my Meta stock uh, right before it climbed like crazy. Uh, because I sold it right when they um, <clears throat> right when they announced the whole. I, I don't I don't remember what happened, but there was something and people didn't like it, and I was like, oh, this is not gonna go over well. And turns out it went over remarkable. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so stock down me. I mean, one of my stocks that I have is up 15 cents today. Let's go. Good job, Mitch. Thank you. Didn't you tell me like a week ago that your parents run your stock thing, though? Like they you put the money in. tell everyone that, <laughs> Wow. Well, no, I was just curious. Wow. Like, if they keep, like, do you keep putting money into it, or did you just put some in? Yeah, or I like, put some do in they like a keep, long time Do they ago. keep, like, putting money in to it? it. Yeah, okay. it keeps, like, going up, like, dividends and that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, hey, one of the stocks I have is up 15 cents, so that sounds hey. pretty good. Stock up. Good for you. Stock up the stock. My, my, uh, my account on Robinhood was above was in the positive for the first time since like three days after I started it. And that's like <laughs> over a year ago. So it's all right. It's all right. I might be back down now. I haven't checked it. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Let's get into the rebuilding series. We're going to go through the NFC East today. Uh, if you have not listened to our rebuilding series, basically we're just going to go through each team and uh, kind of give their cap situation, their free agents and... Uh, extension candidates, all that, and we can just kind of say what we think they should do this off season. Um, it'll get a little more, it'll get a little different as we progress because eventually free agency will happen and we'll get a little more clarity there. And then uh, the goal is to finish each division by the draft. So we got eight divisions to go through, and I think it's like eight, eight or, or it's nine or ten weeks or something until the draft. So uh, let's start in the NFC East, Philly. Top of the division, 14-3. and three. Obviously, they lost in the Super Bowl. List of free agents, man. This is uh, this is interesting. Miles Sanders, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Kels- Jason Kelsey, Gardner Minshew, CJ Gardner-Johnson, James Bradbury, Brandon Graham, and TJ Edwards. That is quite the list of free agents. Javon Hargrave, too. Did you say him? I did say Javon oh. Hargrave. That's okay, though. Um, quite the list. They have, according to Spot Track, that's what we use for all of our uh, cap stuff. Uh, that is S P O T R A C. Uh, if you guys want to follow along with us, but that's what we use to find our cap stuff. They are currently, according to Spot Track, uh, two million dollars over the cap, so they have negative two million in cap space. Um, but that is with all of their current free agents that will be voided. So. Um, <laughs> It's estimated that they'll have around $24 million with all those guys as free agents. Um, but they also have a couple guys that are extension candidates. And uh, Jalen Hurts and Darius Slay are at the top of that list for guys that are eligible for an extension that most likely they're going to give them. 
Uh, Philly has their own pick at number 31 in the draft, but they also have the number 10 pick in the draft from the Saints. Um, okay, that was long-winded. They have a lot of free agents. I think the question that we should start with the Eagles is how much do you pay Jalen Hurts? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I, it's got to be more than, I mean, you can't pay him less than Dak. You can't pay him like, like it's got to be close to 50, right? I think it's around 50. It's at least 40. I agree. I think, I, I don't think you can pay him less than 40 grand or 40 million a year. Yeah, I think because I mean, I think it's. Go ahead. Well, I just think I think it's gonna be interesting to see who, because he, him, Burrow, and Herbert are all up for extensions, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see which one of those guys signs the first one. Um, because I think that will definitely dictate what the other two do. Out of obviously, Burrow deserves the most money out of those guys, but out of Herbert and Jalen Hurts, who would you pay? more i think they i think they deserve close to the same but like i I think if i'm like if you're the chargers do you like and the eagles like respectively which like do you feel more comfortable as the eagles paying 55 to say that's what burrow gets the the Bengals go out give burrow 55 million a year and now, like, do you feel more comfortable being the Chargers paying Justin Herbert 52, 53, or Jalen Hurts as the Eagles? I think I'd, I'd pay Hurts more. I mean, not Her- I'd pay Herbert more. Herbert has the most touchdowns, I think, in the first three years in NFL history. Um, I think he has a worse roster, too, if you look around his team. I, I, and I think he's been an elite quarterback for longer than Hertz has been an elite quarterback, so I would I think Herbert and I, I I'd be willing to bet that Herbert probably gets yeah. more than Hertz, and I think just Hertz uses his legs so much more that I think that's a little more scary. I yeah. think so. Okay, looking at the top the rankings right now, an average annual salary, Rogers is fifty point two, and he's number one. Forty eight for Russ, forty six for Kyler, forty six for Watson, forty five for Mahomes. I. I don't know if I, I don't know if any of them will get more than fifty. I'm starting to change my mind on it. I think you don't think the Bengals will pay Joe Burrow more than fifty. They might, but I'm starting to think like this is this might be like the. Like I know it's just going to keep going up. Maybe it, maybe it, maybe they will. But I think if Burrow gets fifty-five, I think Hertz and Harbert will get closer to fifty-five than forty-five. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I think I think they'll have to. Like yeah. I think I think they'll cuz cuz I mean you're right like Burrow has the better resume to this point. But he also has more playmakers that are going to have to be paid. Around. That's what I mean and I think Burrow or I think Herbert and Hurts have like legit arguments to be like, "Oh, if we like look what we've done as well." So I I tend to think like, okay, if Burrow is the guy that gets 55, then I think Herbert and Hertz are like 52, 53. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing is like now, like Burrow, like Hertz has made a Super Bowl too. Exactly. Like that's all like for a while, that's been 
Joe, yeah, well, Joe Burrow made the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurst has made a Super Bowl. No, exactly. I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow, but like, I, I literally, I think, I think the they only- could go. I think those three next year could go in being the top three highest paid quarterbacks. In yeah. The yeah, and I think I, they probably should. I think the only difference with Hertz is that he's only this is like the only year he's been at that level. So right. like we we that's I it would be tough for Philly to be like let's give him 55 million a year especially since he's had such a good team, but I I don't know, man. I, I you have to do it with these quarterbacks. Like you I, I'd so much rather have one than not. Yeah, and, and especially being in the NFC. I was thinking about it. Like if you have a quarterback in the NFC, you're in a lot better place than most of the teams. And and I think a big reason of Hurts' success has been his roster and the trading for A.J. Brown and that kind of stuff. But man, if you have a quarterback that can win you a playoff game like Hurts did, it's a lot easier in the NFC than in the AFC because you're only going to have to go through. Like there's, it's wide open in the NFC. The AFC, you have to go through Lawrence now, Hurts. I mean, Lawrence, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Like you have to go through a lot more guys now than what you would in the NFC. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think if you're like, I, I it's going it, to, I wonder what the conversations are like for the Eagles. I wonder if they're like, let's wait until Burrow gets his, gets his first. And then if it's at 55, we can try to talk Hertz down. But I also wonder if, I don't know, maybe if you're the Eagles, you try to just be like, hey, we'll give you 50. We'll give you fifty point. I think Rogers is fifty point two. We'll get. We'll give you fifty point three. You can be the highest paid quarterback for a little bit, and just try to get it out <laughs> of the way before Burrow goes, so you don't have Hurts being like, "I want the same amount as him." The thing is, though, I don't think Jalen Hurts would do that. I don't think like if they if Joe Burrow got fifty one, I don't think Hurts would be like, "Give me fifty two. I want to be the highest paid." He doesn't. I mean, maybe I I'm wrong because. But I've been everything, wrong on this before. Everything yeah. we've seen from this point forward, or I mean, like from here up to this point, I guess, is that he is like super humble. Like, I mean, like the first like two years he was in the NFL, he made like a million dollars. Like he hardly had any money. And like, I just, I just don't see it really. I mean, obviously he's going to want to get paid for right. sure. Everybody does. But I don't think it's going to be to the point where Kyler Murray got, where it's like, make me one of the highest paid or I'm going to leave. Like, and I don't think it's going to be like that petty or anything. So I don't know if they have to worry too much about that. So I think what you said could definitely happen where it's like, we'll give you 50. And like, that's what we're willing to offer because I hope so because I, because I thought that same thing with Russ on the Seahawks and I'm not saying hurts is Russ at all, but I'm saying like, before all this stuff ha- started happening with Russ, everyone was like, "Oh, Russ is a great guy. He's such about he's so about the team. Maybe he'll take less." And he always wanted the top. The thing is, though, with Russ, is it always seemed it like he obviously, yeah, he always felt like he was just a good guy, but there was always like a part that felt like it was too forced, like he was trying a little too hard with it. That's so fair. it was. I mean, more at the beginning, I didn't think so. No, like, yeah, but then after the first couple years, it was like. This guy is kind of a cornball. Yeah. I don't know. So I, just, I just I don't know. Yeah. I Everyone's just weird when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Like money is yeah. money is really really tough. So I hope yeah, I don't know. But their market value for Hurts is 44 million. I think he gets more. Yeah. So, can we talk about their other free? I mean, they're losing still eight starters and their backup QB after this and who do you think they try to keep? 
I think I think so. Miles Sanders is gone. Yeah. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think there's a really good shot. Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey retire too. And Brandon Graham. They're didn't, both in their mid thirties. Fletcher Cox was close because didn't he like um he got didn't I, he like he left for like a week last year. Like they cut him and then re signed him on it was I think it was, was some, basically like a restructuring. Yeah, like, there was some reason. Yeah, but he's it sounded like he was maybe on his way out. Especially after like after winning a Super Bowl and you're kinda old and you're maybe thinking of going Yeah, that's why I think I think they won't have to worry about Kelsey. I think he will probably retire, but who knows? And then I mean I, I think they only keep either like I think if they extend Darius Slay, they won't re-sign Bradbury. And if they re-sign Bradbury, I don't know if they extend Darius Slay. I, I think it would or be they, I think it'd be dumb if they kept both of them. Yeah. Like definitely. Because they're both like thirty, aren't they? I'm seeing two, um, like ton of they are, yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing two, but um, like Javon Hargrave That's right. had eleven sacks last year, and he's a free like a free agent, and they value him like twenty plus million dollars. I don't think they can bring him back. I, don't I was just about to the, say, I think Hargrave's their highest cost in free agent. Yeah, and I think, but you that's why you drafted Jordan Davis. Yeah, and that's why you and you also have a top ten, two first round picks this year. Yeah, so you're hoping you can hit on one of them and bring some others back and stuff. So. I think TJ Edwards will be an interesting one because they also drafted Nicobe Dean out of Georgia who like so that would make sense if they let him walk and just say like we drafted this other linebacker to kind of fill your role because he I mean he had a I'm looking he had 160 tackles and he's he's going to get more than 10 million dollars a year too so that's going to be tough to bring that guy back. I think they will try to keep CJ Gardner-Johnson though. That, I think I was, that's probably the most likely yeah, to come back. I think out of that whole list, a few will, but I think he is probably the most likely. Um maybe I think I, I think he'd be the most yeah. likely because out of maybe Kelsey of, if he doesn't want to retire. Out of a, most of the guys on that list, besides like Miles Sanders, I think, um I think Gardner he's Johnson is like the youngest, yeah. and he's really good. And you traded stuff to and get him. You traded for him, yeah. So you I know it wasn't much, but yeah. So I, yeah, I think I he's think definitely too, up there for most likely to get resigned. Um, I think they'll bring back Brandon Graham on like a really small, that, like a veteran one year veteran deal. And one yeah. thing I've just learned from looking at the, the, I don't understand the cap at all. So it's quite possible they could all it's bring weird. come back and like, but. Yeah, I feel like I feel like with this many free agents and you don't have enough cap space, I feel like some are gonna leave and some are like Hargrave. Yeah, Hargrave. Hargrave's is, gone. He Hargrave's gone. a twenty-five million dollar guy, I think, and so I don't think he can afford that. Yeah, they have so their estimated cap space next year is what like twenty-four million. That's what, what that's what I saw. That's yeah. what I saw too. I think um, they still. I don't think it would come into effect next year. So I, none of these guys, besides maybe Garner Johnson, are getting deals that are more than like two years. Like these old defensive guys, but um, but Spotrac has Garner Johnson's estimated market value, whatever you know, take it as you will, at like thirteen million, which would be like half their yeah cap next year. And then I yeah someone like um. Brandon Graham, someone like Brandon Graham or Fletcher Cox, who you could probably get like on a, a one year flyer for, you know, kind of cheap. Like maybe yeah, they can get a couple of those guys back. Yeah. yeah, but I think it just depends but, if they want to play football next right. year. Or not exactly. Or but then at the same time, would you rather sign 
two or three guys in their mid thirties for one year deals because they're veterans, or use all that money and get like one free agent who you can have for like four years. I do think though, if Jason Kelsey doesn't want to retire and he thinks that they have a good enough roster to maybe run it back and try to win another Super Bowl, I I think he's he would definitely come back and take like a pay cut, totally. like a one year yeah. deal. Yeah. Ten million dollars or even less. Like who knows? But like I mean, and I think the Eagles would be willing to do that too. He was he's old, but he was the best center in the league yeah. this year and it wasn't really like no, Debatable. exactly. So that that's yeah, I agree. I think he's he's definitely a, a huge wild card, I think, in what they do because he yeah, you're right. He was an all pro and he's now facing free agency slash retirement. So that I, he holds a lot of their cards, but um yeah, you just they're they're at the point where it's like a guy like Hargrave is just he's gone and that's just you have to that's what happens when you have a guy that bets on himself and he wins. <laughs> like that's what happened with Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah, it works. Um, all right. Anything more on the Eagles? What do you guys like draft wise? What position do you think they target? I think it has a lot to do with what happens. Who they who keep they and resign. who they don't yeah, sign. I okay. would. I would imagine it's secondary. Yeah, because they'll lose either slit. Well. They'll have Slay next year for sure, right? I mean, he's just up for an extension. He still has another year. Yeah, and it it seems I that's uh, my guess is that they'll let Bradbury walk and because some team will pay him. Oh yeah, he was. I mean, aside from that play in the Super Bowl, yeah, he no. was one of the best corners in the league this year. But that's why I think if I'm the Eagles, I'm like, we're so good everywhere else that it doesn't really matter. we can make a corner yeah. like we can. Especially if it's a ten, like we can draft a guy. Oh yeah, and, and they can, and he can, he'll be good because we have sure. such a good D line. Yeah, and and he can learn under Darius Slade. That would be my, that would be my gut. I mean, maybe, maybe you have to go O line mm-hmm. because That's what I was about to say. If uh, you're also losing Isaac Samalo, Samalalo. Yeah, they're well, was he their right guard? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know that guy from Northwestern, Peter Skrowski, I think his name is. He's supposed to, he's a tackle, but he's projected to be a guard in the NFL. So I think he would be a good pick too if he's there. Um, yeah, that's. I don't know how many players in this position are there at their what is it the tenth pick and then the thirty first pick, but um, I think one of their weaknesses on defense is the like middle linebacker position. Like, it's it's so tough because it's like Hassan Reddick is an outside linebacker. I don't know what that means, but. Uh, I feel like their D line was super duper strong, including like the outside linebackers, and then like their secondary was super duper strong, and like that was enough to give, make them the best defense. This yeah. this PFF mock had them has them taking Christian Gonzalez from the he's a corner from Oregon, and I've heard good things about it. So that one I I also saw another one of them taking an edge, and that one surprised me either. Like just add depth to the punches, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe they'll trade it too. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. But yeah, they've got it's they're interesting. This Eagles, this it's very interesting because you assume they're not going to be able to keep everyone. Like no one is ever able to. But it's they're going to have a lot of decisions on how to reload. Um, Cowboys, another very interesting uh, team this off season. Uh, Twelve and five. They lose to San Francisco in the divisional round. Kellen Moore is fired as offensive coordinator. 
Um, but they're able to keep Dan Quinn and they keep Mike McCarthy. Kind of an interesting coaching decisions there. Uh, free agents for the Cowboys. They have Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, Brett Maher, and Leighton Vander Esch are their big free agents. Uh, guys up for extension, CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs. They are currently negative $7 million in cap space. They have the 27th pick in the draft. Um, a few other notes I had on the Cowboys. Dak now, his cap number this year is $49 million. I believe that's the number one in the NFL. Next year, it goes up to 52. Wow. Um, I think Deshaun might still have, or Deshaun or Russ were both. Deshaun's is 54 this year, correct. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So um, Prescott's second in cap hit at 49 million. Um, Zeke has, so they have the second highest quarterback. Zeke's cap number is the second highest for running backs, 16.7. An interesting note, though, on Zeke. They do save four point six million dollars if they cut him. I saw a thing on Twitter today that if he doesn't restructure his deal, they're they're going to cut him. That's what I've heard too. And I think if they do that, then they resign Pollard and give him money, right? Like not like a lot, not <laughs> what they really did to Zeke, but like him. <laughs> like they they pay him to stay. I would assume, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I've heard a lot of rumors though that Pollard they're going to franchise tag him which sucks i hate that the franchise tag is even a thing i heard it's so annoying i listened to some other podcast this week that like the guy was talking about how good the franchise tag is for the league what who it was russillo Russillo? simmons yeah i kind of agree with that i think like being able to keep your players and it's that's what he was saying it kind of sucks for the players yeah but like just so you don't have like every like play all the star players switching teams every three years it kind of gets it kind of sucks after a while i think the franchise tag it doesn't even get used that much it's just a nice like thing to have because it kind of promote it kind of um incentivizes players signing with their team staying with their with their teams which i think is it's just a bummer fun. for us that, that we don't see more free agents that's what i'm like yeah ah. well and it's like you see a guy who deserves to get paid and then a team slaps a franchise tag on them, and it feels more like a middle finger than it does like, oh, we want you to stay here. It's more like we don't feel like paying you. True, so, but then you avoid like the Zeke's where we're like, right, event, exactly. Like, when he got the contract, we were like, yeah, he deserves it, and now we're like, like well, yeah, because he here. ate <laughs> too much and he's fat now. Um, another thing. They're just one. That I I saw this article and it's like talking about the Cowboys offseason and they were like just a reminder Amari Cooper was traded for a fifth round pick and now they need wide receivers. <laughs> and Amari Cooper had a good season. Exactly. Amari Cooper was a good player this yeah. year. Yeah, and now they have to re like they have to re-sign CD and don't have like Michael Gallup sucks and like they just were like just a reminder he was traded for a fifth round pick. Michael Gallup's cap hit is the sixth highest on the team. Yeah, thirteen million. That and he did not have a catch in their last. He, did, I don't know if he even had a target in their last game. Of yeah, the season. Thir- that's that is a tough number. Uh, I also heard Tyron Smith is a big cut candidate. They save uh, nine million dollars by cutting him, and they have that other guy that's based. What Tyson Smith? Tyler is that? Smith. Tyler. Yeah, it's like the same name, which is yeah. hilarious. But I think that's their plan. So I wouldn't not be surprised at all if Tyron Smith is cut. Which is kind of crazy because he's been one of the best tackles for a while. Probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think so too. Um, how much... Let's just play the how much game. Um, CeeDee Lamb, how much do you think he... he, he how, how much would you pay him? Because he's an extension. He's probably above 25. 
right? Yeah, I was thinking close to close to thirty. Close to thirty, I would say. I'd say twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I mean, I mean he's doing pretty good. The, we want to look at wide receiver. Keep talking. Yeah, about yeah. Wide Keep I, talking because anyway. Hopkins is twenty-seven, isn't he? Um, That's just no, kind he, of. He, did you have him more? DeAndre no, was, I I was just thinking because AJ Brown is like. Oh, I thought you were talking about no. his age. I was like, no. wait, what? Their average, oh. like, ba- average salary or whatever. Because, yeah, because AJ Brown is like in that thirty. Tyree kills in like that thirty. Uh, Devonta Adams is in like that thirty, and I don't think CD's quite there yet. But CD's also, besides AJ Brown, he's far younger than those guys, and so he's got a second team All Pro already too, and yeah. he's the only guy that yeah. I feel it's like um so Tyreek's thirty, Devonte's twenty eight, uh, DeAndre Hopkins twenty seven. Cooper Cup twenty six point seven, AJ Brown twenty five. Yeah, I feel like he's then, around there. He's probably yeah, Diggs and D- Diggs and DK are twenty four. I'd give him like twenty three, twenty four. Like I don't think he's better than any of those players that got listed. He, so he'll, I think ask, he'll ask for more though. Yeah, that's the thing though. But he's like. But if they if they yeah. don't pay him, like if they don't extend him, and he says, "All right, well, I guess then they could do the franchise tag game." But like. If he if they don't give him twenty five million, someone else will. And we saw that like with the Titans. The Titans didn't want to give twenty five to AJ Brown, and the Eagles were like, "We'll take him." And then they went to the Super Bowl. I think so. I think yeah. they're. I think, but I think I think you're also right in that he doesn't. He shouldn't reset the market. Like he's not that receiver. No, he's not. And and I like CD. I think he's a good player. I just don't like. I don't know. It just kind of sucks that like he will expect to reset that market now when justin jefferson gets repaid i think he'll probably be like the first 35 yeah we'll get million we'll, that'll be an interesting like, conversation when we get but, to the vikings yeah like i don't i just i think if you're the cowboys i think you go into it and your initial offer to cd is like 25 26 yeah and i'd be fine with i think 27 28 is where i'd be like yeah that's yeah, he probably should. I'd rather get 30. keep you because yeah. that's. Th- I take. I take it back. He probably shouldn't get thirty, but I think yeah. at least twenty-five. Because ideally, I mean, you're hoping because by the time of the the end of his contract, he's still a top receiver, and there's guys right. being paid thirty-eight, thirty-seven. That, yeah. Especially, yeah. That's what you're by the time CD's at the end of his contract, Justin Jefferson will have had his extension, and he'll uh-huh. be making way more than Justin Jefferson. He'll be making more than thirty. Extension. There might be another guy who's getting exactly. Yeah, there, yeah. There'll be other guys, and then, yeah, and so that's yeah. They have to pay him a. Good chunk I'd, of money. I'd I'd bet probably 27-ish. Yeah. But I yeah, I don't I wouldn't give him 30, but I would be fine with yeah, I think I think that's a good point. What about Pollard? What's the what are like the average salaries right now of uh I mean next? he's going into next year, he's probably a top fifteen, top twelve running back in the NFL. Yeah, he's that the part that's gonna be interesting for him is that they're gonna they're gonna definitely use the like you haven't been the number one. Yeah. No, you're good. I think it's really interesting because there's gonna there's three running backs who are gonna be like who are like the top running backs in the class like Pollard, Saquon, and Josh Jacobs yeah. are all free agents and like unrestricted free agents too. Like I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with those guys because it's really gonna depend on who gets paid first and how much that person gets paid is one person going to get over 17 million is someone going to get even 20 maybe i think will be really interesting but i think reed i think even i think you could make the argument that he's higher no yeah i definitely think so i just i know like 
I'm I'm a little higher on him than a lot of people probably. I think he's, me too. I I, I mean I think he's see. top ten. I, I think, think so I would have got like this year. He was one of the most exciting players to watch. Like, but I know that I don't know. I think probably like what are what are some of the running backs right now making so. You want to, You can read them off, Eli. Um, McCaffrey. This is just average salary, so I don't know. It's I don't get all the money things, but McCaffrey's making sixteen. Kamara and Zeke are at fifteen. Dalvin Cook's at. Or Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry are at about twelve and a half, and Nick Chubb's at like twelve two, and then Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones are at twelve. See, and, I and think then the next one, the first single digit is Leonard Fournette at seven. So I think I think no, all I think three he's, of those guys. I think he's above all three of them. I think he's. I think he's above Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and um, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. No. Uh, Six, seven, eight is Chubb, Mixon, Jones, and that's it for double digits. I was thinking Fournette because you said he was the next oh, single. Yeah. Digit. Is, I think he's one hundred percent. I think he's one hundred percent double digits. Like I think at least ten. Oh, I would yeah. give. I think ten to twelve is like ten to twelve. Like yeah. in that range. Because when you're when you're I looking at who's getting more than twelve, it's. Besides, I mean, I yeah. In hindsight, Zeke, like Alvin Kamara, before he committed crimes, <laughs> committed Christian crimes. McCaffrey is one of the most impactful offensive players in the league. And yeah, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Nick Chubb are all making less than thirteen. So like, I it'd be tough. It'd be tough to give. Uh, I could see at least one of those three guys, like Saquon, um, Jacobs, and Pollard. I could see at least one of them getting like. The thirteen to fifteen, maybe, but I think that probably I think Saquon probably deserves it the most. Saquon will get. So I think Saquon Collier. I think he'll get. He'll go above McCaffrey, be, just because it's. I think it's po- Yeah, I think it's possible. The only thing about McCaffrey, just you're good. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I really think they're all going to be top five paid highest paid running backs by the end of the off season. Like I think they're all going to be. How much is Henry at? Yeah, 12, uh, 5. 12, I really 5. think they're all going to get above that. Like, especially, I mean, because if Pollard doesn't get franchise tagged, I think another team would pay someone, would pay Pollard more than that. And I think Jacobs and Saquon are going to get more than that. So, yeah. I don't... Pollard's the only one that I don't think... I'm not sure. And I love Pollard. Like, I'm with you, Reed. Like, I freaking love him. I just... He has... They have a really compelling argument that, that like, he's never had 200 carries in a season. That's because they paid Zeke True. so much money, and Zeke, once they paid him, just kind of like it was like it was like Zeke before he got paid was one of the best running backs in the NFL, and he was like super exciting. And then they paid him, and it was like he got complacent. It was like, well, like I have this money now, I don't really have to try. And I think like Pollard's also a different kind of back. Pollard is more of a. McCaffrey style running back where he is like one of the most impactful players on their team in the pass game and the most in the run game. Like I think if you gave him as many touches as you did a McCaffrey or like that kind of player where it's like, well, he's like our main piece on offense. I think Pollard could like potentially put up, like yeah. big numbers, but we haven't been able to see it True. because you've had that like dark shadow, like lurking where it's like, well, we gave all this money to that guy. So we kind of have to play him. And they've been kind of like, they've had like a, 
like a cannonball just like wade to their like feet and that's Ezekiel Elliott just kind of like lurking in the back where it's like well you guys did pay me so you have to give me the ball and it's like but this guy is better than you and he has been since he's gotten the league so yeah I just I don't it's a tough spot because yeah they haven't given him that many carries but they also like haven't been able to there is something to be said about having like a, a split backfield. Um, and I, I think Pollard should get, you know, should get a lot of money as far as running back money goes. But um, I think when it comes down to negotiations, I think both parties have a lot of leverage and like, um, like one, one being that like Pollard not having 200 carries in a season, you know, makes him it get, it's less opportunity for him to get hurt which is why he you know he hasn't really had like a serious injury but if you make him like the if you're if he's your bell cow like then you know what happens he's if he gets hurt this. and like yeah and so and i guess that's why like running back contracts are probably not highly guaranteed anyway, right right for the very reason just because they get injured all the time but um but yeah i just it's gonna be tough for it's a tough case being like Oh yeah, split backfield and I was the better one. You have to give me a ton of money, you know. I think Pollard has a lot more leverage though than the Cowboys because you can't go like if you're Dallas and you're like this is our last year with this like Dak Prescott Mike uh, McCarthy experiment, you can't be like you're not a super you're not you don't have a real shot to even win like a win a playoff game without if you're going in with CD Lamb and Zeke Elliott as your back like as your like two weapons you have and that's it. Like you need Pollard. Well, so that's that's the bummer. That's why they'll franchise tag him. Uh, yeah. And to your point, I think, and I forgot about this until the other day, he fractured his fibula. Yeah. On their last game. Oh, I totally so that's that. another reason why he, he might be fine with the franchise tag this year because he does not want to go in negotiations with the broken fibula. So I love this Pollard conversation is the most fascinating, but I, I fear that we're all, we're talking about this just for it to end in a franchise tag, which it's kind of a bummer, but I feel like that's it's going to be beneficial for both sides in this case. Yeah, it kind of feels like the Lamar Jackson conversation where it's like we get really excited about like, oh, what like he's just gonna be a Raven next year. Whereas I did like, see for the for the Ravens though, did you guys know there's an exclusive and non exclusive franchise tag? No. Oh yeah, I did. So they could tag him again, can't they? Well, there's this I, I was listening to this guy and he was saying like if they I think the non-exclusive or the, ex if they tag him with the exclusive tag, that probably means he's going to be a Raven, like at least for the next year. The non-exclusive though is like less money. And that will be like that, that will signify to everybody that they're, they're like going to shop him. So, oh, but I, so I think like, that's, I think that's only for quarterbacks though. So it's like, huh. exclusive is like, okay, he's we're not paying him until next year or he's going to be a free agent next year but you can't like i think he's not available to anybody yeah like, and i think but, exclusive is like 45 million dollars or something yeah like that's the high one and then so like you couldn't trade him anyways or something uh, like that but yeah. then like i think the non-exclusive is only like 30 oh i did i feel like i do remember hearing about that I, but i'm pretty sure it's only for quarterbacks and i don't think it ha this happens very often so yeah that 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 situation is yeah, not, that's a when we, when we do that North. i'm like i i want to like do a deep dive into like what the act what that stuff means and how yeah. much they yeah but 
I really do feel like the Pollard situation uh, and most like it's smart for the Cowboys not to give him the franchise tag because 100% it's yeah. not guaranteed. And honestly, this year, I think it'd be smart for Pollard because oh, yeah. the franchise tag's guaranteed. And like if they do cut Zeke, Pollard's going to be the main back yeah. and it'll be like the first chance he gets. Like the thing is, though, every time we've seen Pollard as the main back or every time we've seen him on the field, it's been like, true. oh, man, like. Where where has this guy been? Like, why do they not play right. him? It's right. every single time he touches the field, something exciting happens. And so, I mean, that's really at the moment one of the only cases he has. But, yeah, this season, if they do end up cutting Zeke and they tag him, then that'll be a good, like, time for him to showcase that where you bring up the, like, he hasn't had that big number of carries. Because it's the same thing with Kamara. Do you remember that? Like, He'd never had like yeah, a thousand yard rushing season, all this stuff. And like, I remember it was the same kind of thing. All right. Speaking of franchise tags, the New York Giants, they're nine, seven and one. They lost in the divisional round of Philly. They had the 26 pick in the draft. Forty four million dollars in cap space, which you might be thinking, oh, great. Like finally a team with cap space. They're free agents. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Those are the main ones. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Richie James, Darius Slayton are also free agents, so their entire receiving core. Uh, and then Julian Love is a free agent as well. And then they have two big extension candidates in Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas. Uh, the big question for this team, we and I don't really think you guys can maybe tell me if you want to. We've had the Daniel Jones conversation before, so I don't feel like we need to do this how much is he worth conversation. And we just kind of talked about Saquon, but I want they're going to franchise tag one of them is kind of what it boils down to. So instead of talking again about how much each of them is worth, I want to know who do you guys think they should tag and who do you think they should pay? What's the tag for quarterbacks again? Um, I can look that up, but I, cause I feel like, I feel like if they tag Jones, it might end up being an overpay. Like I feel like they could get away with signing him for less, but if they sign, if they tag Saquon, I think they get a better deal out of it. They could offer if like if the tag is like forty five, they could offer a lot less than that to Jones, and I think he would take it. I'm yeah, I'm having a I'd have a really hard time tagging Daniel Jones. I I I just have a really hard time paying Daniel Jones a lot of money. Like. <laughs> I I I would I'd much rather roll in I'd much rather lock up Saquon and then figure out the quarterback situation after than try to make Daniel Jones. <laughs> so you say pay Saquon, don't tag either of them, and let Jones walk. I I honestly <laughs> would rather do that than tag J- Daniel Jones. Yeah, I would. If I, I had like if I had to choose, I would tag Saquon and then pay Daniel Jones because I would it would probably be paying him less than whatever the tag is worth. So the tag for the non-exclusive tag is thirty-two. I'd pay him less than that. And the yeah. exclusive tag is going to be north of forty-five. I I heard somewhere he's supposed to be he's supposed to get like thirty-five. People think he's going to get oh, really. I, yeah. yeah, I saw that too. I That's I mean, horrible. it makes like when you see like Kyler's average salary is like forty-six, and it's like Kyler's a talented player. Yeah, <laughs> but I Daniel think, Jones made the playoffs. I think. It, nice job, Mitch. <laughs> um i think i think their they their hope is that they pay him like 
$38 million now. And then in four years when the deal's up, he's it's worth it. But it, I mean, 15 for 27, 135 yards a sack in the playoff game. I, I just feel like that's a really tough to get a extension, like a multi-year extension after that game. But he beat the, the look at his numbers against the Vikings. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. But I, but if you, I feel like you have a window, and if you're okay with losing in the divisional round, then okay, that that's a great point. My con, my devil's advocate, my little my my side is that. So you let's say you go out and you get a guy and you're probably going to have to get a guy that's cheaper. So like maybe you get Jimmy G. What if he's just not, what if he's worse? Yeah, no, that's what if your quarterback's worse, then you even screw up the window even further. That's a good point. I, my point, I just think, I feel like you have enough cap where you could maybe try to kick the doors on Carr or Lamar. And but that means that you're going to lose Saquon. Yeah, I'm maybe, I, I don't know. You could tag him and you can work around the cap and stuff, but I think Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas, like their extension situations, you really have to take that into account too. Cause I don't think you can just like, like those are two of the top players at their position. And I don't like, I don't know. I don't think Daniel Jones is worth losing either them, whether that's this year or next year, whatever. If you decide, okay, we're going to give Daniel Jones $35 million, but we're going to lose our star left tackle or our star nose tackle or our star running back who was basically the only reason we were good this year. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think I'd rather take a chance with Jimmy G than. That's fair. That's fair. One thing for the rebuilding too, like, especially if you're like interested in T Higgins or something like that too, and then you're going to have to pay T. Or if, or just any receiver in general, because you have a huge hole at yeah. receiver. I it it just be really tough because yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna they don't want it. You're not gonna let go of Thomas Lawrence or Saquon. I mean, you're hopefully not. And then if you can't you can't pay a top guy because you have to pay Daniel Jones. I think is would be a real tough situation to be in. They're also <laughs> Kenny Galladay's cap hit is twenty one million. They're gonna cut him. Yeah, they yeah. have to. They save seven million. They're gonna cut him. Yeah. They. I don't know. Okay. I. I've been thinking about this for a long time, messing around with the spot rack website, and because their twenty twenty three salary cap or their cap space says forty four, and then if you go to twenty twenty four, it's like one hundred ninety nine million. And so who is that excluding? Dexter Lawrence and. Andrew Thomas is on there. They're they're going to have to extend them. They're up for extensions this year. That means they have one year left on their deal, right? But that's the weird thing. Yeah, and that's the weird thing about the cap, though, is that like you could shift this money back. Yeah, you can back load it, front load it. So that's that's why I believe that they'll... I think they'll sign him to what it looks like. Daniel Jones, I mean... I think they'll sign him to what looks like a thirty-seven to thirty-eight million dollar deal, but but it'll be all screwed up in the cap wise, and they'll be able to like, they'll probably put in some like they'll make it super incentive based, like if yeah. you start this many games or if you like go to this many Pro Bowls, we'll give you that much money. But yeah, in reality, because I think that that honestly that would be smart. Oh yeah, for sure. Like oh, super you have fun. to hit because like he's never like. 
passing Whoa, exactly. yards in a season. I mean, he throws like three thousand yards. That's a year, what I mean. Like, which that's not very. That'd be like, yeah, a sick. So I mean, would if be you're like, like four thousand, if you yeah. hit four thousand, if you hit four hundred thousand yards, four hundred, like whatever. If you throw for twenty touchdowns this year, you get another million. If you rush for a right. not a thousand, but like eight hundred, yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. you get this if you rush for it's, five touchdowns. I think we just solved like, the Giants' a, cap. It's a, <laughs> and you give him, Giants. <laughs> you give him that, like, okay, we'll give you twenty-eight a year, but there's seven million in incentives that you could earn. Right. So it could be thirty-five or thirty-six or whatever. But yeah, I like. I think we just solved. I'm not even. I think that, maybe uh, maybe they should give us a call. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the tough thing with those is because, like. The player As knows too. Player, it's like, man, a, a that means a player, I suck. A like, yeah, a they don't think I could throw for four hundred thousand yards. But if you're Daniel Jones, like, how much of a better situation are you going to be in? Exactly. No, exactly. Like, Unless you don't. Get, yeah, it's like the difference. Like, oh, if I don't throw for this many yards or I don't get this many touchdowns or whatever, I'll only make twenty million dollars. And where? But else? if I do, I'll make more. It's like. Where else, yeah. Where else is he gonna end up? That's yeah. where I, I just can't see a team being like, yeah, we'll pay Somewhere. you thirty five. Like, and and look how much better he got with Dable. Mm-hmm. Like, how does he not look at himself in the mirror and just be like, I was garbage. They didn't pick up my fifth year option, and then this coach comes in here and we go to the playoffs, and I was good. Like, I just can't. Yeah, I, I really don't see where else he then where like no. where's a better situation for him? Yeah. Like, is like. The, the, the other New York is the Jets. Are the Jets right. a better? No, team? no. no. If, but if, the, if I were him, I'd want to stay in new york Same. so if they, if they give him a deal where it's like it's a lot of incentive based and unless he does really well you know he's not going to make a ton of money like i'd probably still be like all right you know it's better to stay in house and like you know they true they like me enough and they're willing to get because chances are like let's say he gets it they he gets an offer from the giants and it's not great but there's really good incentives chances are if he goes somewhere else the deal might be a little bit better but there's not going to be incentives yeah, like, but I think I'd demand a receiver if I'm him. Yeah, I mean, they still have Wandell Robinson had a good year but got hurt. Um, uh, Isaiah Hodges or something like that. He's not. He's not. You don't want him to be your number one guy. But no, he's like a but wide receiver three. Or four. They have a lot of threes and fours. Yeah, I, I would tell him like I would tell him like guys like trade for like make a move for T Higgins. Yeah, please or. Please don't. Some T. Point. Higgins at the one, Wandale at the two, Hodgins at the three. I don't think that's resign Slayton on I a one-year like, deal. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I don't think Draft you can guy. bring back Shepard after he's torn his ACL twice. No. But which I mean sucks because I like Sterling Shepard. He's but pretty good. Yeah, that's just kind of a bummer that he always gets hurt. But um, yeah. yeah, and it's just they really screwed themselves paying Kenny Galladay. Like yeah. that was a ho- all-time horrible move. When it happened, it it looked good because at least I thought I thought Kenny was good in uh, in Detroit, and it was just like ah, just a bad situation. Like he was a really good receiver, but then he just like doesn't. He was, but they paid him that much when he was like twenty-eight. He's thirty years old, and that was like two years ago. They were hoping to I, get like a prime that they're like, ah, he's at the uh, peak of his prime. Like, and it's like, like a Devontae Adams. Give him like, that. Devontae Adams is 30 and he deserves the 28 mil or whatever. That That's the thing, though, is that Devontae Adams has been the best receiver in the league or one of them for the past however many years. Yeah. Kenny Galladay was like, oh, he's good on the Lions. Let's get He was like money. a sleeper. They're like, ah, oh, if he just, <laughs> you know, if he was on a better team or whatever, he'd be good. And like, and then it just took too long. Yeah. To All right. Last team. 
the Washington Commanders. They went eight, eight, and one, which is insane that they were that good. Uh, pick number sixteen in the draft. They have six million, almost seven million dollars in cap space. They only have two free agents or two real free agents, um, and that is Taylor Heineke and Duran Payne, um, and really only one extension candidate, and that's Chase Young. Um, and then a couple interesting things about the uh, Commanders is they can cut Carson Wentz, and they have no dead cap. Oh, wow. So they save $26 million if they cut Carson Wentz. Oh, then you cut Carson Wentz, you let Heineke walk, and is it, it's probably, you, you can tag, uh, I, or not, you can't tag because he's up for an extension, but Chase Young, I don't think Chase Young deserves to get paid yet. Well, so that's, okay, so then you can, there's a couple other cuts, like Norwell and Leno, I was looking, are two linemen that are pretty, like, mid for them. Uh, that have high cap hits and by cutting both of them they save like 15 to 20 million and then uh logan thomas they'll most likely cut as well because they save five million on him and he doesn't play uh yeah the young you don't have to give him an extension because they still have uh he still has one year left on his rookie deal and the fifth year option i have a feeling they'll probably use both of those for chase yeah just because he's so weird yeah his rookie year he was pretty good but then like when he really yeah like he was good but then like last year before he got hurt, he wasn't that great. Yeah. I think he had one sack. I don't remember how many games he played. It wasn't too many, right? But I mean, I remember like still it was like he yeah. he, he underperformed before he got yeah. hurt. And, and I then think he missed this whole season basically. And I and think that's what you should do is like you have you don't have to give an extension. You have two years before you do have to yeah. give him a new contract. So I like personally I would just be like play those two years out and if you're if you go back to your rookie year form we'll give you a huge extension like if you're an elite if you go back to being an elite pass rusher i we want to give you money but you because don't have to give them the extension now. what scares me about it is like what happened with jadavian Clowney, yeah. and that was like our his rookie year he was pretty good right or he was he was like he was never great yeah. but he was still like a good player. He wasn't worth the number one pick, but he was a good player. And then ever since then, people have been, it's kind of like what happens with Carson Wentz is teams are like, well, at one point, like he was great. And so they keep giving him like contracts. They keep paying him. And it's like, you're just not going to get that out of him. And it's like, that's what you kind of risk with Chase Young is like, well, his rookie year, he was great, but he was okay his next year, got hurt, didn't play a full another season. And I mean, it's like the thing is with those elite pass rushers like Bosa or Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, is that they just don't hit the market. And yeah. so if you have a shot at paying Chase Young, like as another team or whatever, as the commanders, then it's like, kind of have to take it just because it's like well if we can get you like this first contract extension i think is kind of like i think we might have to give him something because otherwise if he walks and we didn't even try to because we were like oh maybe like because of the injury and everything like we just can't pay him right then i don't know it's just but kind they, of ha- they do have situation. those they do have those two years to wait until he wants right so i yeah. would i think they have 
I wouldn't extend him if I was them this this early. Yeah, I wouldn't do it this year either. I but either. like next year, it's probably going to be something they have to think about. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I almost think like no matter what happens this year, unless he gets like another really bad injury, like especially if it's like later in the season, I think almost no matter what you try to extend him because if he has like a mediocre season then you don't have to give him that much money and then you're like well the upside is is he could end up being better than you know in his rookie year or if he has one more good year or you know if he does really well this season kind of like you were saying those guys don't hit the markets and it's like mm. then you have to pay him yeah. before his fifth year option so i yeah i don't know i, th- I think after the season they probably ha- they have to at least like entertain the idea of like let's just extend him now do you think they We'll go into next season with Sam Howell as their starting quarterback. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> I think that would be, I don't know, especially if they're like, if they do what we said and they go like into a rebuild, I think it's probably the smartest thing. Yeah. I think they could, um, like if they cut Wentz, like which we all are in agreement they will or they should, um, I wouldn't be opposed to like bringing Heineke back and even like giving him a decent amount just to be like, the backup because if you're not paying how like he's a fifth round pick you're not paying him at all and you cut wins like you're not paying anyone so i would pay him like i'd give him 10 million dollars and just be like come be like do what you've been doing the past couple years i think jimmy g is a really could be a really good like signing for them too if you give him like 15 or 20 million dollars you can have you can draft someone too i think also i yeah, I, just, I wouldn't draft i would bring in a guy that could like sam how can but i feel like you've been stuck in this like you're kind of like the Colts too. When's the, like you have been stuck with this like, not like you haven't had a you've been having like a band aid quarterback forever. I feel like if, but how you don't but, want him to be the back band aid. You're you're going into next season with him being the starter, but it's like if he's, yeah, that's the Colts haven't drafted a guy. That's true, but I mean it's a fourth round pick on a guy. It's not like he's a he was like a high draft pick. It's fourth round pick. I mean, so wait, what you think they should bring in Jimmy G? I think Jimmy G, if you want, I think Jimmy G would be a good pick and then make he's, draft. I think guy. that's like... I think he, he becomes an, the he's next... the band-aid. <laughs> and then after the season, they're like, we gave this guy $20 million I, to go exactly 500 again. I think, though, Jimmy G's a better band-aid than Sam Howell, though. Or I, I would... But I Sam be, Howell's making you go with this, Howell's less than a million dollars. If you want to go with the Sam Howell route, I think Jimmy G would be a good signing for them to do. But he he's going to cost double Taylor Heineke. Sam Howell's not a band-aid either. They drafted Sam Howell. He didn't play, and then. Well, you're hoping he's they, not a band. Well, right, but what I'm saying is, like, at this point, if they if they let Wentz walk or they cut Wentz, let Heineke walk. I also think if you can bring back Heineke for nine or ten million dollars, whoa, voice crack. Say they bring back Heineke for ten million, I'd rather do that than pay Jimmy G fifteen or whatever else. Like, I think. Because the guys on the team like Heineke and like you're not going to get that much of a difference. But what I was saying is that I do like Howell. What we've what what we have seen from Howell is that he played one game last year outside of preseason. Preseason he played well. In that one game he played, he played pretty good, and it was against the number one, like or not number one, but like one of the top defenses in the NFL at full strength. And so I think if you don't, you cut Carson Wentz and you let Heineke walk and you're not like, I think you go into next year in a rebuild phase and you think 
okay, we have a rookie that we spent a late draft pick on, and if it works out, which, I mean, what we've seen from him is that he can play. Like, he obviously it was his first NFL game. Like, he's not going to play insane, but he played good against a good defense. And then you go into next year, and it's like, okay, we have this young guy, and we're going to give him a shot. Whereas a Band-Aid would be signing Jimmy Garoppolo to a one-year $15 million deal or one-year $20 million deal. And it's like, we just got to get through these next couple of years. Same thing they would do with Heineke. Same, like, but I think you have to have Band-Aids. someone to back him up. Yeah. I think, and you're not, if you're not paying him, like that's why I think a one-year deal for Heineke wouldn't be. So if you brought back Heineke, would you go into next year with Heineke as your starter? No, or I think you would Howell? say like Howell's our starter, but you also know what you have in Heineke, especially since he's been on the team. Okay, yeah, I agree. I think that's probably a smart idea. Take it with a grain of salt because this is just one website's opinion, but uh, SpotRack's calculated market value of t- uh, Taylor Heineke is $20 million. No, you don't give him $20 million. If he exactly. asks for $20 million, you let him walk. Exactly. There's no way. Like, I think if you could get away with giving Taylor Heineke $10 million, like, I think absolutely why wouldn't you do that? Um, and then, you know, say how was the starter. Like, at some point, I feel like you have to take a risk here. Like, you can't just keep going and with that's, mediocre think- quarterbacks and then be like, oh, we're just a quarterback way. We're waiting for the guy. It's like... I think you just got to take your shot while you're not really paying a quarterback. Like if they can get away with paying Taylor Heineke 10 to $12 million, then like, why not? But if he's going to be asking like 18 to 20, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think he's worth that money. No. And I, I, if I don't think they should give like 20 or 25 to the next Carson Wentz, you know, like give him to a Jimmy G or give it to a, uh, I can't think of anyone else right now, but then they're just going to be in that same, like, they're going to be, like, about 500, and they're going to be like, oh, like, oh, what if we just had a quarterback? And it's like... Well, well yeah, plus, like... Go cheap until some an opportunity comes up where they either... Like, let's say they're not paying Sam Howell anything. Let's say he sucks, and then they get, like, a great draft pick next year. Then they can draft a guy. Or let's say right. Heineke... Or, uh, not Heineke. Let's say Sam Howell is, like, pretty decent. They're like, we have a decent quarterback. We're not paying him anything. Like, let's use some of our money now to build up the rest of the team, and then then maybe go out and get like a a big guy or something you know yeah like i don't i don't think there's any reason to go into next year thinking you need to go out and pay a mediocre quarterback 20 million dollars a year like there's if you're the if you're the commanders there's zero reason to do that you don't you, then- you're like you're in one of the more competitive divisions now with the Eagles just going to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are always okay, at least. What the Gi- the Giants just went to the playoffs. They were a decent team this year. I mean, you're you're more you're more in a rebuild phase, so you need to like a quarterback isn't necessarily the issue at this point. It's like figuring out the pieces, and then it's yeah, then yeah. it's. I think it would just be, I think it would be stupid to go out and pay a guy like like that's not. I mean, if Lamar Jackson fell into their lap, sure, but that's Lamar Jackson. He's a top ten quarterback when he's healthy. Yeah, they also do though. Have they have cap space, and that's why I'm like, on a one or two year deal, I don't hate paying someone because they have the cap. So like, so if. Maybe 
I think, but I, yeah, I think kind of, you have the cap. And what if Sam Howell does suck? Like, what if he can't win a game? Like, then you have no, like, I, I just feel like it's, if you have no one, then you're kind of screwed. That's why I'm, I, I would pay a mediocre quarterback if you can get Heineke and Jimmy G on a team friendly deal. Cause you're going to save, you're saving $26 million probably for, from Carson Wentz. And if you can get, if you're, especially if Payne doesn't get re-signed, I would pay a mediocre quarterback because. I do think, I think we're at the reason why it's like, we're having different views is cause like read, you're right. The way that if, if they do see themselves as a rebuilding team or, or they do decide to rebuild, then you're right. That's, that's the correct move. I guess. I think, and I think what Cole's trying to say is like, if they still think they can compete, if they look at themselves and they're like, hey, if we win one more game, we're in the playoffs, then they should probably go that route. So I think they might just need to decide what they, where they're at. Right. But at the same time, I don't see a world where Jimmy Garoppolo makes a difference to that team. Like, I mean. True, but they were, they were eight and eight with Carson Wentz. Right. I. And I just I don't know. Wasn't most wasn't a lot of that Taylor Heineke though too? How much? Yeah, or Taylor, Heineke. Like, but I think Garoppolo's better than Heineke. Yeah, yeah. but Garoppolo's probably also going to be more expensive. True, but they and, have some cap. Yeah, it'll be they're they're just in a weird spot. I would hate to be in this spot. Yeah, it's a tough spot, especially because they were in a division where they were like, "We have a pretty good defense. We're just a quarterback away. If we can find our quarterback, this division's ours." And now they're in like one of the toughest divisions in football. All like it's so crazy how like that division just they flipped. literally went from the worst. To yeah, the best. and so like personally, like I think what I think what you said, Jack, was like exactly right. Like yeah, if they're wanting to go into rebuild, like why give any quarterbacks money? But if not. Personally, I think they should go to rebuild because I don't think Jimmy G or anyone like not him, but just I don't think a Jimmy G like quarterback is gonna be the the player that makes them competitive with the Giants or the Cowboys or the Eagles. And so, I, yeah. like, if I were them, I would just like, I'd I'd kind of just like concede down and be like, you know what, we have a really cheap rookie quarterback who's like shown that he isn't total garbage, maybe. And they're like, let's just try to build up the rest of the team for a few years. But I feel like, I mean, you're one game away from the playoffs. Your best player was out the entire year. And yeah, you had a lot of games that you lost because your quarterback couldn't win, couldn't get the ball to their best players and just weren't as good. I feel like if you got someone who, if you have Howell and Jimmy G in there, you could both have, you see, I, I feel like, I feel like that's a better quarterback room than what last year was with Heineke and Carson Wentz. And yeah, you get Chase Young back. I feel like you can sneak into the playoffs with that team. Yeah, it's a weird spot, and it's they're probably going to decide to go for it at least somewhat because it's like that's what you do when you're the NFL. But that's not saying it's the right move. But. The thing is with that too is that then what happens next year? You're in the same spot. True. You're in the exact same spot, and now it's one year closer to the Chase Young extension period, and now it's like, oh, we had. Jimmy Garoppolo take us to a playoff game. We lost in the wild card by 30 points, but we got there. No, so then true. now it's like, oh, we're going to have to pay Jimmy Garoppolo for another one-year deal. Then it's like, okay, whereas say you bring Heineke back for 15 million, he agrees to it. And you go into the year, you're like, all right, Sam Howell is going to start for us because his cap, like he's he's cheap. Yeah, he's shown that he can like 
from what we've seen, he's shown that he can play. It's a small sample size. It's one game and a preseason. But he played better than Carson Wentz did last year in that game. <laughs> and he played like Taylor Heineke level in that game. And he's cheaper. So if it works out and he gets better than great, we don't like we only spent fifty million on a backup. Yeah. What it I just think Yeah. I mean that's that I think is the logical move, but usually they like the GMs will decide to go for it at least even to just so they can save their job. Because especially like Ron Rivera too, like he was on the hot seat and if they yeah. suck, then he's gonna get fired. What if they what if they did start out the season and it was like Sam Howell and like I don't know, some other, like some guy backing him up and they go into it and it's like, oh man, through two or three weeks, we're utter garbage. Sam Howell cannot do anything. Yeah, absolutely sucks. There's, there's free agent quarterbacks during the season every year that don't get signed. Like what if they just went out and they were like, oh, the Rams didn't re-sign Baker Mayfield. Nobody else did. He's still a free agent. Let's just get him. Or like, I think it's more likely Dar- to be like PJ a, Walker's out yeah. there. Sam Darnold's out. Like, obviously, like Baker will probably be a backup somewhere, whether it's LA or somewhere else. But like, it'd probably be like Josh Johnson. So, yeah, or like a uh, Ron Rivera, Cam Newton make a cameo in Washington. No, like, I don't I, know. Yeah. I think like. They're in a, they're they're in a, in a bad spot, spot. Yeah. but at the same time, it's like from the outside, it's a lot easier to say, oh, just rebuild because yeah. for us, we're, our jobs aren't on the line. But yeah. if you like, I don't know, I guess like Eli said, like, that's what I would do. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I just cut cut those guys and then like go out free agency. You have all this cap space and it's like, oh, yeah. We'll pay this guy, this guy, we'll extend him, we'll do whatever. And it's like, yeah, we might be bad for the next few years, but we're also in a division with the uh and the winning the NFC the team that won the NFC, a team that went deep in the playoffs, and a team that was supposed to be bad and ended up making the playoffs and winning a playoff game. Yep. All right. Know. That's all I got. Sweet. Anyone else? Rock the house. Rock the house.